But I just wanted to, kind of in light of Paul's prayer even that he mentioned, to just give just a, a couple quick things in light of what's going on in our country right now surrounding um, George Floyd and the riots that are going on. And, and I was on social media, as many of you were, and I felt this pressure to say something, um, but I didn't know what to say. And th- there's a number of things, and so this is my personal wrestling with this, um, that I want to share with you that perhaps is helpful for us as we seek to make sense of everything that's going on in our world. And first of all, I, I want to understand what I don't understand. I am 31 years old, which is young compared to many of you. Uh, I have spent 90% of my life in predominantly white Missoula, Montana. I don't understand a lot of what's going on. I don't understand the stress and the anxiety that comes with the task of being in law enforcement. I don't understand reckless disregard and aggression for human life. I don't understand what goes behind violent and destructive riots. I also don't understand years of racism and mistreatment that happen in systemic and sometimes unseen ways. I don't understand a lot of what's going on. And in this time, I realized, as the send tweet or post uh, comment is open on the website for many of us, what's best to do is to listen, is to listen to what is going on because we don't even know the depth of our own hearts. And yet, Jesus does. And so while we understand what we don't know, we as Christians can turn to what we do know. And in Hebrews, the author says that we have a great high priest who is not unable to sympathize with us, but who is tempted in every way as us, and yet was without sin. And so what we know is despite what we might perceive the issue to be on whatever side or position or platform you're on, we know that the solution to all that aches the world's heart is found ultimately in the Christ who sympathized with his brothers, who came and was mistreated for those who stood justly condemned. And so we can, because of what we know, we can begin to pray for the witness of the church in this time. This witness looks different for those who are in Montana and those who are in Minneapolis. It looks different for those who are in Los Angeles and those who are in Lolo. But what we do know is during this time, in our posture, in our actions, in our thoughts, in our hands and in our hearts, the gospel makes us distinct. And the world is watching. The world is watching the church. The world is watching their brothers and sisters. And so we fix our eyes on Jesus and we seek to let that shape everything that we're doing. And while today's text has nothing to do with um, the general sufferings of the world, doesn't, it's not talking about racism, it's not talking about injustice, it's talking about, as we'll see, suffering specifically for being a Christian. Everything we've been looking at in 1 Peter has been things whispered into our ear in relevant ways that the gospel shapes our conduct before a watching world. And so I pray that we are made distinct, we are made new, because we have seen the answer to all the world uh, aches for. I love, uh, D.A. Carson says this once, he says, I'm not suffering from anything a good resurrection can't fix. And that's true for our world. And yet we, though at times, feel like we're wasting away. We at times feel as if culture is rearing its head in a direction that we cannot sustain. It is God who holds the helm. And it is Christ who is held out for those who hope in him. 